Welcome to Screen Therapy. I'm your host, Jason Schurz. In October of 2018, I found myself in the hospital, sitting across from a psychiatrist who was telling me that I was bipolar. I was released with a bunch of medication and laid on the couch for about a week. I had my iTunes library on shuffle, trying to shake the hornet's nest from my head. Ever since I was a kid, I've been using music for therapy and as a way to escape. Punk rock and mental health have always been connected. This podcast looks at that connection through the lens of different guests. This is Screen Therapy. Like other mental illnesses, generalized anxiety disorder takes many forms. Deanna Bellos of Sincere Engineer, a Chicago melodic punk band, has been dealing with anxiety since high school. Deanna was brought up in the Chicago punk scene, and even after six years of playing music, she still takes a half an hour before every show to settle her nerves. After dealing with it for so long, she has lots of advice on how to manage anxiety, and she's a positive role model for other folks living with anxiety disorder. Deanna says music is her favorite thing, and although her first show was a total disaster, in her words, six years later, she's playing amazing melodic punk rock. I remember being at Fest one year and hearing Sincere Engineer. People were talking about the band, so I had to go and check them out. Like most bands you hear about, it's just a name until you actually see them. When I finally saw her with her band and solo, I was stoked. At one point, Deanna wanted to be a dentist. I'm really glad she chose to be a musician. And for myself, dealing with my own mental illness, the upbeat melodic punk is just the right kind of medicine. I'm Deanna Bellows from the band Sincere Engineer. I've got like generalized anxiety disorder. Been going to therapy for it for, I don't know, maybe like seven years now or something. I think it's kind of obvious that my uh, personality and the music that I'm sort of like on edge all the time. So, <laughs> Of course, each person has a different experience with whatever their diagnosis is, or whatever issues they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. How does your anxiety look and feel to you? Well, it used to present more as you know, gastrointestinal and heart palpitation type stuff, physical symptoms and like racing thoughts and stuff like that, especially later years of high school and college, the stress and like competition and like academics and stuff. Now it's mostly just social, like don't like talking to people. I don't think I'm like a confident speaker. So that's like a whole issue where the heart races and then I like can't catch my breath when I'm like trying to explain something. So that's been fun. (laughs) I think it's gotten better over the years since I've I've gone to therapy for a long time now. Same therapist the whole time. Being in music scene and playing shows and being up there in front of people, is is that a guard for you? Because being socially anxious would be tough if you have to be performing. Yeah, 
it took like some getting used to and like I used to like use alcohol as a crutch to like get the courage to just get up there but now I'm I care so much about the show that I like I have to be sober the whole time I'm nervous before every show my stomach hurts you know like freaking out but then once I get up there as soon as I start I'm good for the whole show and then I like feel like I'm on a high for the rest of the night but before like anxiety that always hits me it's like a different mental space being up like I don't like think about people watching and just like do it you know so almost like you're able to go to a different zone yeah for sure definitely I don't look people in the eye or anything because then it like breaks that so that's something I've learned I just look straight ahead and that's it (laughs) so you mentioned being nervous before shows I would imagine you've gained confidence over the few years that you've been playing bigger shows in playing yes but never goes away that beginning thing it almost gets worse (laughs) The first time we played Metro, which is like a, a big venue here, oh, I wanted to throw up. It was so bad. <laughs> but then, you know, and then it was fun. Just something I have to like work through every time. So. How far back do you remember having anxiety? I think it started hitting me like sophomore year of high school. I could almost pinpoint. I remember we had, I like read the syllabus for like one of my classes and I was like, there's a speech at the end of the year. Oh my God, I'm going to die. <laughs> worried about it the whole year and I don't think it actually happened if I remember correctly and I think like fixating on that talking in front of people and like I got bullied a little bit having like eyes on me and stuff was a trigger for me I suppose I stumble over my words a lot my brain works faster than my mouth so (laughs) talking is always bad I know for myself living with bipolar disorder Mm -hmm. one of my big symptoms is anxiety Mm -hmm. and I got to thinking if I could just not worry about things leading up to them. And yeah. most folks worry about something maybe a couple weeks before, and I was worrying about things six months or a year before. Yeah. Um, have you had much luck with trying to put things out of your mind? Maybe a big show is coming up. No. I, in some ways, maybe. It depends on what it is. I don't know if you've ever heard that quote where it's like, if you worry about something before it happens, it's like you're worrying twice. I try to like think about that. And a lot of times, stuff you worry about never even happens anyway. But I don't know. It's easier said than done. (laughs) I read somewhere that you used to write music and you were locked in your mom's car. Can you give me (laughs) a scoop on that? Locked in is not totally true. But when I was in college, my classes just kept getting harder and harder. It was a biology major. That was like my grades were slipping. And that's when I started like writing songs. And I would purposely take classes later in the day so that I could stay up all night and just hang out in the back of my mom's car and play guitar all day. The reason for that was just I didn't want to, like, wake them up or bother them because I'd be out there till, like, 5 in the morning, you know? And I was, like, yelling a lot, so. I also didn't want them to hear me sing because it was, like, I'm still getting used to my abilities and stuff. So what do you think about the concept of punk as therapy? I think it's definitely something that's, like, changed my life. And I'm not going to say saved because I was never severely depressed, but... Without it, I would be a completely different person, and I don't think I wouldn't have this outlet to get my, like, anxieties out and, like, share my thoughts. And like, like I said, I feel like I'm on a high when we play, like, a show. I don't know what I'd be doing if I didn't find punk music in general. Yeah, I hear that a lot. <laughs> what do you think it is about punk rock that has that commonality, being accepted by folks, being supported? Yeah. I mean, like I said, being bullied in in high school and then like coming to this community that you can do whatever you want, you can wear whatever you want. 
that's super welcoming. And I know when I first started playing shows, I was like so bad and I didn't know how to tune my guitar. And people were still so nice to me and kept giving me shows and stuff. So it's super encouraging and motivating. And I think like a lot of people in the scene have a lot of similar issues. And it's nice to know that you, know, you have the comfort of people having similar issues that we're all trying to overcome, help each other out. When you were first getting into punk rock, do you remember how that felt? Maybe going to your first show or? I was like still in daycare when I found, when I got into punk, <laughs> which is kind of funny. <laughs> I was very Seriously? young. I was like 12 <laughs> or so. I also went to daycare very late in my life because my parents worked. So it was just super cool. And I, you know, I liked the, the style of it and stuff. I don't know, something about it grabbed me and I was like, like had to get more of it. And then, you know, I found like, my first favorite band was Newfound Glory, and then I found Elkline Trio, and then Lawrence Arms, stuff like that. Finding bands from Chicago was like particularly cool because like I'm an hour drive away and like these people just like hang out here, you know. Let's talk about the Lawrence Arms. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so how did they affect your life when you first got into them? I actually found the Lawrence Arms because the ghost stories artwork so I was like, oh, I should check this band out. And I just like loved what I heard. And Chris's songs in particular were like touched on this like loneliness that I like really um, found like comfort in. And I was like only in eighth grade. So it was like, <laughs> like everybody in eighth grade is lonely, but it was just like really cool to me how like literary their music is. Made me want to like get into writing and stuff. And my mom took me to like all their shows here. So my mom's seen Lawrence Arms like 20 times. <laughs> Going to shows out here was a way to get away from like the people I went to school with. You know, people like bullied me and then I would go and have this thing to myself that nobody knew about. I knew I wouldn't see anybody there. So it was like this escape for me. Why were you bullied? Was there a specific reason? No, I'm just a weirdo. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know how like sometimes the worst bullying happens from your friends when you're a kid. It was like a lot of that where I was like, oh, you know, like I'm getting picked on by these people that I like put myself around. So it was partially my fault, I suppose. And I sat alone at lunch for a couple of years, which is funny because now I would prefer to sit alone at lunch. <laughs> but back then it was the biggest deal. <laughs> What's it been like writing songs with anxiety First of all, do you incorporate that into your songs and also the process of doing it if you're feeling unwell one day or? Mm -hmm. Usually when I write, I'm in a better place and I just like recall like times that were like a little tougher. I definitely touch upon it a lot in a lot of these newer songs for sure. And I would say the last record too. A lot of my stuff is feeling like a failure and like having problems with motivation and stuff, which stems from that and I'm trying to think of examples of having a hard time uh but yeah you know it's definitely a fuel for what I write about because it's something I deal with like every day so you mentioned to me before that you've gone to therapy for quite a few years yep and I'm wondering what that's been like for you it's been super helpful I've seen the same therapist for seven years now or something I went for like a year when I was in high school and I hated it and was not getting anything out of it and partly probably because I was a kid. 
I've learned that you have to put the effort in. It's not just going there and like, oh, I'm fixed. But, you know, now it's helped me work through issues and develop coping mechanisms, the ways to like think it's going to happen so that you worry less about it. How did you choose your therapist? Somebody I work with recommended this guy to me and he actually came to our record release show <laughs> which is very funny <laughs> he, he's like super cool it was so it was just like out of a recommendation I lucked out that I know like some people you have to put some effort into finding a good therapist that works for you and like even if it doesn't work out you have to like keep trying if you want to like go that route lucked out and the one I have has been really good to me so when you're playing music whether it's live or recorded mm-hmm. Yeah. Writing music. Is that something that's always on the top of mind? You know, the anxiety yeah. part of it? Or are you able to sort of push that away while you're doing your creative work? I can push it away sometimes. I, I do have like a day job. So I'm definitely not always ruminating about the musical anxieties. But that comes with its own set of issues. So I just kind of have to like compartmentalize or whatever. As far as playing a show, like I need, I need like a half hour before I play to not talk to anyone and like pace or something and then writing is the most relaxed thing so there's really not much anxiety with that although I stress about like deadlines and stuff all the time and I'm always like I gotta write the next record (laughs) I'm like I always yell that at my friends when I feel like too much time is going by and I haven't done any like writing I feel like a piece of shit I gotta write (laughs) like this is weighing on me so I don't know I just try to keep a balance between how much I work on all that stuff and my day job so that they don't hate me there have you thought about what it might be like if you didn't have the creative expression of music no that would be probably bad (laughs) I'd have to find something I like draw like a lot I couldn't just let like time pass and not do stupid stuff I I try to be like a creative person so I think it would just happen some other way if it wasn't music. You've always been creative? I majored in biology, like I said, and I was never like a science math person. So I was like going against the grain, which is partly probably why my grade sucked. <laughs> but I wanted to be a dentist and told you had to major in the science. So I just bit the bullet and did that and it didn't go that well. So I think after like all the dust settled, we have better at art than science stuff. <laughs> but I tried. <laughs> better than drilling teeth? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I d- didn't even make it that far. I applied to like 10 dental schools or something and didn't get into any of them. So that was, it was a blessing in disguise for sure. But <laughs> it was hard at the time. How does it feel to know that you've helped folks out, maybe with similar mental health issues through your music? It's super cool to me. I, uh, I'm, i like, really glad that I've helped. I've heard, like, some people say that after shows and stuff. It's sort of crazy to me the how I can indirectly do that. So it's, like, a little surreal. But I'm super glad if anybody could take something from it. it makes me want to keep helping, I guess. <laughs> and you had that yourself when you were growing up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, so, yeah, knowing that, like, I understand... Um, it's just hard for me to like accept that that's when someone tells me that I'm like super grateful and glad, but it's also like crazy to me, you know. <laughs> Every person that becomes part of the punk scene is there because something attracts them to it. And sure. I know for myself, I was attracted to the acceptance and the community of it. 
Yeah. Do you remember some experiences with that? Maybe seeing bands that you were inspired by? So like I said, when I first got into it, my mom was taking me to, to all these shows. So I didn't really like mingle or anything. But definitely like as I got older, I would find friends as I was there. And there are people I still am friends with now. And then there's always like these acquaintances that are always at the same shows, which is super cool. A whole room of friends at at some point because we all like the same music. We're all at the same shows. Like you said, the sense of community and acceptance and everybody's friendly. We're all there for a common interest. So were you diagnosed with anxiety disorder? Yep. Can you walk me through how that looked? I would imagine it would be mixed emotions. It wasn't anything like I didn't know. So I can't even remember... I mean, that's what shows up on my bill. That's all I know that or I was never sat down and been like, you have this. Because I sort of like, when I made the first appointment, I was like, I think I got this. When it started, it was like stomach issues and stuff like that. So like, it was no surprise to me and nobody had like a serious talk. It was just kind of like, how can we start helping? What are some of the things that you can do to manage your symptoms? You know, when you like tense up your muscles in each group... I think it's called succession something. That was one I learned when I was in high school. A lot of sort of work through the situation and like, is this going to matter tomorrow in a week or something like that? And you're feeling that through therapy, you're learning more and more, I would imagine. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's gotten to the point now where I'm, I just sort of vent and complain. And <laughs> I had a job interview for my day job, like for like a position higher than the one I'm in. And my therapist helped me through, like, not using my hands too much so I don't look like I'm freaking out. And uh, specific ways to word things so I don't sound like I'm uh, incapable of being confident. Encouraging me because, like, I, you know, have the, uh, the characteristics. I just need to, like, present myself a little better. You know, we worked through that. How does it feel to be making music and writing music? It's like my favorite thing to do. I wish I had all the time in the world to do it. I'm like super excited about stuff that's coming for everybody to hear. The writing, it's like my first favorite part and recording it with my best friends is the second favorite part of it. So it's definitely something I would love to do all the time. What place does that play in your life? My writing process is kind of slow. So it becomes this super special thing like when when I have like a full record written and then we go record it. Like I said, it's like my favorite thing to do. I wish I could do it all the time. (laughs) Have you had to give advice to folks at shows? Did they ask you for advice around mental health issues or anxiety? I did have one person brought their daughter. They were up front at the barricade and her daughter had like a panic attack and they like came over to buy the merch. And uh, the mom was like, she plays drums like can your drummer talk to her and just tell her like everything's cool and he did that and he gave her a drumstick and I gave her like a hat and stuff and got her some water from the green room and I was like you know I've been there myself many times you know there's nothing wrong with especially with like a big crowd like it's totally understandable even this was like a year ago probably I hope I helped I tried I've been there myself so you know it's like It sucks. It's sad to see somebody else have to deal with it too, but it's like so common. Everybody understands, I hope. (laughs) Why do you think that punk rock and mental health issues have always been connected in the way that they are? 
Um, I think the acceptance factor in like the scene and then the content of songs and stuff, it becomes like this cathartic experience for everybody. Like the songs, the singing, the songs back to the band, the having like mutual friends regardless of, you know, everybody comes from all these different places, but you watch the same band talking about the same stuff that everybody has a connection to. There's already this like baseline sort of stuff in common mentally or otherwise. So I think that's what draws like a lot of people to going to shows and the punk scene in general. Yeah. Uh, they talk about baby steps as far as recovery from mental health issues. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking back to when you might've played your first show and where yeah. you've gotten to now. And I'm wondering about that process of one step after the other. Yeah. Well, like I said, my first show was really bad and like couldn't tune my guitar correctly and stuff like that. Confidence levels have definitely changed. Um, and I used to like a stage banter type thing, just like had this sort of sad, I like, so, you know, whatever. I've definitely like gotten over that. People came here to like see a show. I don't need to like, not that there's anything wrong with it, but you know, the main thing is like the confidence levels and I've just gotten better at playing in general. I think I've been doing this for like five years now. That seems not enough. Six, I don't know, but yeah. (laughs) When it comes to the creative expression around music and specifically punk rock, how do you feel about putting yourself out there? The first time I ever put music out, I was like terrified, but once I started getting like people saying like, oh, this isn't bad, it made me want to do more. When we record, I like listen for like mistakes and stuff. So like I've heard the record probably more than anybody just because the recording process, we constantly have to listen for anything we need to change before it goes out. At some point, it just becomes like this thing. I was like, people are either going to like it or they're not. So I kind of get over that. But then this most recent single we put out, I was again terrified. I was like, what if everybody hates it again? (laughs) There's so many people on this planet and everybody has an opinion so I just kind of have to be like just shrug it off you know don't read the comments as they say we're all so unique yeah but I am curious about what you would say to somebody that was asking you for advice in regards to anxiety or, or anything to do with with how you've lived your life always keep busy so that you don't have time to like ruminate or worry about stuff which comes with its own problems I'm like constantly exhausted because I overwork myself just to like avoid thinking about stuff. But then you have like something to show for it. So that's kind of rewarding. You work all day, you like work your butt off and then, you know, you get like praised for it. And it's like, oh, I got something out of this and I like avoided thinking about this. Another thing is that girl I was talking about at the show that like had the panic attack. There's like nothing wrong with leaving a situation. Sometimes there's like this oh, I can't, like, you know, my my friends are going to make fun of me if I leave. It's only, like, 7 o'clock. We just started hanging or something. But I'm, like, the type of person that would be like, yeah, I'm done. See ya. Once you, like, get over that, just remove yourself from the situation that's causing the anxiety sometimes helps. And if they're your friends, they'll understand that you were just doing it because you had to. (laughs) How has your anxiety changed? The stomach issues, I don't really have those anymore. It's more mental than physical at this point. I still have, like, the breathing and heart stuff. Something crazy is happening, but, like, that job interview I mentioned, for example. But I'm not, like, feeling like I have to throw up all the time at this point, which is nice. And then, you know, also, like, 
the overworking and exhaustion thing has taught me that sometimes I don't have time to worry about some of the more small things. One time I was like, I can't remember what I was worrying about, but it was something dumb and small. And my friend was like, if you have time to worry about that, you have too much time on your hands. So I also try to use that as like a thing to think about when I'm like, is this really worth the effort? They say that you should give yourself a pat on the back. Actually do it. And I find that's a really good thing. I think a lot of folks with mental health issues have a bag of sticks on their back that they pull out a stick hitting themselves with it because it's really easy to get down on ourselves. Do you identify with that? Absolutely. The most recent song we put out, the main chorus I wrote is about that. It's like, I need help because I keep doing this to myself. In that particular case, it's like saying yes to too many things and having no motivation to do any of them. And that on top of mental health issues is it's so easy to just say you're a failure and like not doing enough or not not being good enough at whatever i like the pat on the back idea (laughs) how does it feel to talk about your anxiety it's fine if it's helping someone i'm totally down to talk about it it's not something i'm like super private about or anything the way i act sort of shows That it something's going on, you know what I mean? Like, I can't sit still. I talk with my hands a lot and fidget with things. <laughs> and the nervous laughter, of course. <laughs> well, some would say those things are endearing. Maybe, yeah, I'm trying to uh, make a brand out of it, I guess. <laughs> but it's real. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the latest episode of Scream Therapy. I thought I'd tell you a little bit more about myself. I was born in Powell River, a small coastal town in British Columbia, Canada. After my mental breakdown in 2018, I had to take a break because everything seemed impossible. I needed to focus on my recovery. 
I did my best to take care of my mental health while dealing with the intense mood episodes of Bipolar. I'm really glad that this podcast has been a big part of my recovery, and I thank you for listening. Screen Therapy is now airing on college and community radio stations. They include my hometown radio station, CGMP, out of Powell River, CJSF 90.1 FM from Simon Fraser University, Radio Humber from Humber College in Toronto, Ontario, Radio Waterloo, CKMS from Waterloo, Ontario, and Kootenai Co-op Radio in Nelson, BC. You can connect with me at soundcloud.com slash screamtherapy. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, take care and be well. Yeah.